Greetings and salutations, true believers. I think I've done this intro before. Welcome back to So You Think You Can Fan and the only podcast on the internet to have a book club that is about books and comic books. I'm your host, Greg Chudley. Here we have Kai. Hello. And Sergio. Hello. And Matt. Hello. So we're doing a book club episode. Today we're going to be covering, drumroll, Ultimate Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. Um, and Stuart Amonin and a couple of other writers that are artists that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, yeah, it's a 2001, 2000 or 2001 comic book about Spider-Man. 2000. Um, so just a little bit of context for those who don't know in the late nineties, Marvel had just gone through chapter 11 bankruptcy not doing so hot. something like that i think it was chapter 11 some sort of bankruptcy marvel went bankrupt they had to sell all the movie rights to their ips off to get out of uh severe bankruptcy um which is why the marvel movies are the way they are with x-men being owned by one company not anymore but that's how it was you know Spider-Man one company, owned by Sony. Spider-Man owned by Sony, um, Hulk being owned by Universal, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Fun fact for that, actually. Um, when Sony went to go buy the rights to Spider-Man, because um, I think Sony made the deal first, before, even though X-Men came out before Spider-Man, Sony made the deal first, and Sony was like, we want to buy the rights, the movie rights to Spider-Man, and Marvel was like, um... Okay, we'll give you the the movie rights for all Marvel characters for $150 million. And then uh, Sony was like, why would we want that? We just want Spider-Man. Yep. And so they bought the rights to Spider-Man movies for like $50 million, which is, in, in the modern context, is fucking hilarious. I bet whoever was the uh, the people who, who brokered that deal for Sony uh, feel like assholes now. Who who do you think who do you think feels worse the uh, the, uh the, the guy who made that deal for Sony or the kid that sold the idea for the black suit for two hundred bucks? Um, that's a good question. Probably the dude who made the deal for Sony because you know the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a billion dollar property, mm-hmm. multi billion dollar property. Which I guess, Kai, did you did did you know that the idea for the black suit came from some Joe Schmo who sold the idea for Marvel for like two hundred bucks or something like that? I had no clue. Yeah, he sent That's a letter. In. He sent a letter into Marvel and was like, "Hey, did you get this idea for a new Spider-Man costume?" Um, wow. and then I think it was Joe Casada, the editor in chief at the time, um, like mailed back to him and was like, "Hey, we want to buy the rights to this, two hundred bucks." <laughs> and then the guy was like, two hundred bucks." Sure. <laughs> he said in playing Spider-Man 2 going, God fucking damn it. Although <laughs> admittedly, when the when the black suit was first introduced, people actually hated it. So Really? That is why the Venom exists at all. Yeah, you, yeah, you have to realize that that like the suit was not like like when they made the suit, it was not to like eventually turn into Venom. It was literally just meant to be like a new costume for him. Oh, they were like, yeah. Fuck, I'm tired of drawing the lines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so much easier to draw. 
It, it was actually more than that. It was um, Secret Wars. The comic was actually originally just a toy line. Yep. Um, and they were like, why don't we use the black suit for the toy line? Um, and then there, then the, the people making the, co- the people making the toys was like, why don't you guys make a comic to go alongside this? And they were like, oh, yeah, okay. So the editor-in-chief for Marvel wrote the 12-issue Secret Wars, introduced uh, and decided to uh, shake up the Marvel books by doing a lot of status quo changes off screen to get people to read uh, Secret Wars. So Spider-Man went into a portal at the end of one issue and then came out the next issue with a whole new costume. Fantastic Four went into a portal one issue, came out with new members. Uh, She-Hulk replaced the thing. And I think there was another one, but I don't remember. Yep. Um, but the black suit, people hated it um, because it was change and, you know, no one likes change. And so they immediately started pivoting to the black suit being a living creature that was like damaging Spider-Man. Um to get it off of him. But by the time they actually got to that storyline, um, it went from a hated costume to almost universally uh, agreed that it was better than the original costume, which your opinion may vary. The black suit goes hard. It does go hard. Um, And so after they separated the symbiote from Spider-Man, um, Peter basically just got like a cloth black suit and used that instead. Um, it's very interesting. But anyways, Ultimate Spider-Man, Marvel bankrupt bad. Um, they looked at DC's Crisis on Infinite Earths and all that jazz. And they were like, look, if you update continuity to be more modern, you're going to pull in a lot of new readers because they're going to relate to it better. And Spider-Man is the best-selling comic book character of all time at this point, pretty much. Um, maybe second to Superman, but I don't even think so. Because um, this was before Batman was more popular than Superman, which is really weird to think of in a modern context that Superman would ever be more popular than Batman. But that was that was the case for most of the character's history. Um... So Marvel wanted to trust a new universe uh, to writers, but they didn't want to give it to their regular writers because, let's be real, a lot of their regular writers were the reasons that um, Marvel was bankrupt in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. So what did they do? Um, No. They went to Image Comics. Oh, okay. And they got a lot of Image Comics writers to reboot the Marvel continuity um, in what it was called Heroes in Crisis? Is that what it was? No. What's it called? Um, I don't even remember what it's called at this point. There was... Sergio, you know what I'm talking about? Um, Was this mainstream marvel universe yeah mainstream marvel universe got rebooted for a while it was when jim lee not jim lee um what's his name fucking captain you know the captain america with huge tits meme uh rob liefeld yeah when he took over captain america no it was a new continuity um 
I can't think of what it was called. Um. You know, I thought they just did all like ultimate was like their new continuity mm-hmm. reboot. They tried one of the reasons that they went into bankruptcy is because they tried it. They got a bunch. Basically, they I can't remember what the event was called, but um, Franklin Richards, the son of Reed Richards, who is a um like god tier character, omega level mutant who can rewrite reality, put a bunch of Marvel superheroes into their own universe. Um. Is it called Heroes in Crisis? No, I can't. I really can't think of what it was called. Um, But basically, it was an attempt to reboot the Marvel Universe that failed miserably and was one of the reasons that Marvel went into Heroes Reborn. Heroes Reborn. That's what it's called. Yeah. All of the books for Heroes Reborn were like huge revamps of old Marvel characters. (laughs) Um. And they were really bad, and nobody liked them. So, like, Fantastic Four got rebooted, Avengers got rebooted, Iron Man got rebooted, Thor got rebooted, Cap got rebooted. The only real successful one was Iron Man, and that's because at the time in the 90s, Iron Man had been revealed to be a uh, disciple of Kang and killed off and replaced by a teenage Tony Stark, which was pretty uh, dumb. And again, one of the reasons that Marvel almost went fully into bankruptcy. And so, you know, after getting themselves out, of, basically digging themselves out of bankruptcy well, with their bare hands by selling off a bunch of shit, um, Marvel came together again and was like, we want to fucking figure this shit out. <clears throat> and so Bill Jemus, um, who was a lawyer that worked at Marvel, I think, uh, came to Marvel's editor-in-chief, Cho Quesada, and was like, uh, why don't you guys take the Heroes Reborn idea and spin it off of the, and off of the instead of being a, a part of the mainline continuity, make it its own thing. And Joe Quesada was like, huh, maybe. Yeah, okay. And he started looking around for writers. Um, instead of looking for industry giants who are with egos the size of fucking freight trains, like with Heroes Reborn, uh, Joe Quesada actually went the opposite direction and went directly into the the indie comic scene um, and picked up a couple of authors like uh, Mark Millar, who you may know from if you've ever heard of Kick-Ass, the movie Kick-Ass, or seen the comics, um, and gave Millar the X-Men and the Avengers of that universe, which are known as the Ultimates for obvious reasons. Um, and then he picked up Brian Michael Bendis to write Ultimate Spider-Man. So at the time... Brian Michael Bendis was kind of a nobody. However, if you know anything about comic books in the modern day, Brian Michael Bendis is the Michael Jordan of comics, basically. Michael, uh, Brian Michael Bendis has the world record for the longest-running single run of a comic with the same artist 
which is Ultimate Spider-Man. Damn. There were 111 consecutive issues of of Ultimate Spider-Man written by Brian Michael Bendis and drawn by Mark Bagley. Um, Mark Bagley himself, also a very big name for Marvel Comics. He came up with the modern design for Venom, basically, through Lethal Protector. Um, he drew some of the most popular Spider-Man stories of the 90s and was one of the main artists on the Clone Saga, which, while hated at the time, is looked at a lot more favorably in the modern day due to how Spider-Man is nowadays. Which I think is really funny, because the Clone Saga used to be, like, the bad arc. Yeah, it was, like, um, famously considered the most hated arc in all of Spider-Man, I think. Yeah. Um... Brian Michael Bendis later went on, while writing Ultimate Spider-Man, mind you, went on to basically reframe the entire modern 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 Marvel universe and get it out of the gutter, basically for good until they got bought out by Disney. Um, he was given the Avengers, he was given Daredevil, he was given basically every single major like event in marvel comics past 2000 up until like 2010 um no like 2016 was basically handwritten by bendis with the exception of um civil war but even he had like a hand in civil war um he is probably the most popular marvel writer of the modern day with the exception of maybe like Chris Claremont or um, the guy who's writing the new ultimate comics, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Jonathan Hickman, Jonathan Hickman. That's him. Uh, yeah. Brian Michael Bendis is a big fucking deal. If you've seen Captain America, civil war, you know, he's tied to that age of Ultron. He's tied to that. Just um, Jessica Jones, he created the character of Jessica Jones, um, who got her own three-season Netflix TV show and co-starred alongside Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and that's it, right? For the Defenders, that's the whole team of the Defenders. Um, That show's really fucking good. Um, He also worked alongside um, Mark Millar to bring in the ultimate Fantastic Four, um, which I'm not a big fan of Mark Millar, admittedly. Um, as I get older, I I lose a little bit of respect for his writing. Um, but Ultimate Fantastic Four is pretty good because I think Bendis was there to kind of balance it out because they're very different writers. One of the big issues with the Ultimate Universe and why it failed is because the two creative heads of the Ultimate Universe... Uh, Mark Millar and Brian Michael Bendis had two very different ideas of what they wanted to do with the universe. Um, Mark Millar was a very cynical person um, and a very cynical author. So a lot of his interpretations of the characters are very, very cynical. You can see that in the Ultimates. I think the Ultimates books are terrible. Um, I've heard nothing but terrible things about the Ultimates books and the events. Yeah. There's only one event surrounding them because they were so bad ultimatum yeah which according Um, to wikipedia is one of the worst comic books of all time which i can't uh deny no it absolutely is 
the only redeeming part of Ultimatum is a Spider-Man book, which just goes to show how good Brian Michael Bendis is. Uh, but like his X-Men are very like cynical, and his his Avengers are very cynical. There's a scene in uh in the first Ultimates book where um they are trying to get uh Bruce Banner to transform into the Hulk, so they just start calling him gay. And they just start calling him like homophobic slurs, and they're like, That's "You're terrible. a you're a you're fucking Jesus you're a little queer, Christ. Bruce." And then uh, the Hulk goes, "Hulk not gay," and starts uh, rampaging through New York. Um, it's very the the first Avengers movie is very very loosely adapted from the Ultimates. Um, very 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 loosely emphasis on loosely because it has like none of the bad things and all the good things because that movie is pretty good. Um, is but it yeah. bad that when um, I don't, I don't, I it's 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 blurring together. I don't think I'll say because I don't think it was part of this this thirteen issues. Maybe I'll DM it to you later. Uh huh. Uh, DM it to me now, and I'll tell you if you can say it or not. But um, while you do that, I will continue talking. On the other hand, um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis grew up on, like. 70s 80s era spider-man and x-men and all of the like all of the greats of marvel comics from that era and he loves comic books and you can really tell how much he loves comic books in ultimate spider-man um especially like spider-man obviously because you know he's writing it um his love for the source material is crazy oh yeah i think that is uh after the first 13 issues sergio but yeah that's a good one as well um but yeah he just he loves it he loves writing he loves creating characters and he loves superheroes which is why i think marvel's probably best era was when they just kind of gave him a lot of the creative reins and just let him do whatever the fuck he wants because, like, that era of, 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 like, the new Avengers, like, post, like, uh, like, like, Secret Invasion and Civil War and stuff is just incredible. I can't believe that the Secret Invasion show was that bad. Uh, you, yeah. you, you can watch a good adaptation of Secret Invasion if you watch uh, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, uh, fun fact about the Earth's Mightiest Hero Secret Invasion arc, they give the um, the scroll Captain America the ultimate Captain America suit as like a slight to how Captain America is written in the Ultimate Comics because he's kind of a piece of shit in the Ultimate Comics because Mark Millar wrote him. But on that note, um, Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, the first arc of Ultimate Spider-Man is a seven-part adaptation of basically just Amazing Fantasy 15 Spider-Man's origin story. Um, but it doesn't feel like it's stretching out like a 10-page origin into seven issues in like a bad way, but in a really interesting and well-written way. What are your guys' thoughts? Did you like it? I loved it. I, love I, I really liked it because it kind of because like I, I guess I had kind of forgotten that like his origin story was only 10 pages in the comics because like from watching like the movies I'm like yeah Spider-Man's origin is is long enough for you to like spend like 
15, 30 minutes of the runtime on. So, of course, it's got to be, you know, a couple uh-huh. issues. Yeah, yeah no. no it's, um, it's very interesting. Yeah, you can, um... If you didn't notice, which I'm sure you did, um, every single Spider-Man movie that has come out pulls a lot of stuff from the Ultimate Comics, like Harry and yes. Peter being friends in high school with the Amazing Spider-Man, MJ being Peter's love interest, like in the original Spider-Man trilogy, um, mm-hmm. Tom Holland's Spider-Man being like 15. The Oscorp Spider from Amazing Spider-Man. The Oscorp Spider. Um... Yeah, the same Raimi trilogy especially. You can really see the origins being very similar here. Yeah, I felt the Sam Raimi vibes, which is why I liked it so much. Well, technically, you're not feeling the Sam Raimi vibes. Sam Raimi's giving you the Ultimate Spider-Man vibes. That's true, that's true. What up, Serge? That that just reminds me of what I think is the stupidest line in this entire book that made me laugh for a solid minute, of when... uh norman osborne who in my my head sounds like senator armstrong from the max or dub specifically where he's uh-huh. like if i inject the oz serum into me it'll make like if i combine like the pure like like the oz formula with osborne dna it'll turn me into the greatest osborne ever made and i'm just started laughing i'm like okay norman <laughs> let's uh yeah that's See, that that's quite the conclusion you've come to okay in my, in, in my head norman osborne sounds like uh, Clancy Brown's Lex Luthor from the DC animated universe. That that that's mm. also fair, but like the fact that he goes from like, all right, so human DNA, spider DNA with the formula human spider hybrid. So obviously, if I combine the formula with my own DNA, I'll just become a super Norman. If I just inject the ketamine straight into my vein, I will become God sleepiest soldier. So yeah. I am going to go on a record that I wholeheartedly believe that Ultimate Spider-Man may be the best comic book ever written. At least for the first, like, a hundred issues. Damn. Yeah. For a significant I'll, I'll give the first 111 issues a lot of credit, especially. But even the stuff after that, I love, like... Um. What, obviously, without spoiling anything, after Bagley leaves and they replace him with uh, Stuart Amonin. Stuart Amonin might be one of my favorite Spider-Man artists ever, especially when he was on uh, Amazing a few years ago. He did such a good job. Mostly because it reminded me of Ultimate because he drew Ultimate. Um, and that made me feel giddy inside. Um. Oh, I didn't even talk about Orson Scott Card writing the Ultimate Iron Man book during my uh, my blurb. Let's let's forget oh, that's about crazy. that. Crazy. Yeah, it was so it was so bad that it was uh, that it was retcon to be a shitty made for TV movie in universe. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty bad. It was, uh, it was amazing. So yeah, what were you guys' thoughts? Do you think that's fair? Yeah, it's to, to to say about uh, it being the yeah. best comic book ever written. Yeah, it's certainly the best I've ever read. <laughs> I've never been so into comics that I could give a solid saying one way or the other on it. But it really is good. I would say it's yeah. excellent. I've I I started reading it um, up to where that we stopped earlier today. I read uh-huh. all. Um, I think it was fourteen, thirteen, or fourteen issues that we did. I read fourteen of them. Thirteen. Um, I think it was supposed to be 13, but, uh, you know. You read it. 
I read cheater. I mean, I read all the way up. I, re- I read the whole omnibus, the whole first omnibus. So mm-hmm. Damn. cheaters. Well, we're doing it later, so I was just like, well, I got time on this flight. Let me just keep going. I mean, I've read the whole thing before. I read this thing a decade ago. So So you're not cheating. Yes. Matt also read it like a decade ago, though. I didn't read it like a decade ago. I read it like maybe five years ago. It definitely was not ten years ago that I read it. Oh, like half a decade. My bad. We had only recently met ten years ago. That's crazy. That, yeah... That's crazy. But yeah, no, it's um I think it's excellent. Uh it's interesting to see the nature of the comic book today after comics have changed so much after 23 years. Yeah, it is kind of funny that this is the modern retelling of Spider-Man's origin story. Yes. And it's super and it's, out of date now. It's still so old. It's so yeah. <laughs> old now. This is when did um when did Dark Knight uh, returns the comic book. 80s, 86? Oh, God. It's been longer now to the first release of Ultimate Spider-Man compared to Ultimate Spider-Man's release with The Dark Knight Returns. That's insane. The world has changed so much in that time frame. Don't say things like that. <laughs> You're not allowed to say things like that anymore. I, uh, <laughs> I would say I, I've, I've, I've read a lot of comics. I haven't read too much spider-man i think uh i read superior spider-man i read like the first six issues post superior spider-man don't get um, me into superior don't get me talking about superior don't you i, I read a superior. little bit of uh the, the all new all different uh spider-man when that was coming out and i've read this this is definitely the best spider-man thing i've read by a mile a hundred percent um mm-hmm. i would say definitely probably in my top 10 books um Although I I, w- I don't know what was what is my favorite comic book of all time, but this is up there. I wouldn't say it's the greatest thing I've ever read, comic book wise. Mm. Do we want to at any point before we uh, finish the recording? I'm no, uh, we we should really just dive into the book at this point. But should we mention the new Ultimate Spider-Man that's coming? Well, out? we'll talk about it later. Okay, later, later. Okay, let's let's just get it. I right want to focus on, on this Ultimate because it's later. fucking. I just have a lot to say about it. Yeah, let's let's get um, rolling on actually talking about it then. Enough of enough of our first thoughts. Let's get rolling. We got questions. Let's answer yeah, them. So, let's get yeah, so yeah, you guys liked it. Do you guys have a favorite character? Peter. It's Peter, <laughs> as always. Uh, Uncle Ben. He's Uncle an ben absolute. Oh, I love book. the Uncle Ben in this book. Oh my god, he's. Really, I love really, like really well done in this book. I love like hippie like. I know. I love Uncle the hippie ben. vibes. So good. He reminds me a lot of my dad. He reminds me of my dad. <laughs> That's funny. I think uh, um, it's definitely one of the best Uncle Ben's. I'll um, I'll go with uh, I'll go with Pete. I think Pete's a very dynamic character in the comic book. Mm-hmm. More great. so than I think you might get from a stereotypical perspective. He really has a lot of internal self reflection beyond uh things and it mm-hmm. it really does feel like a rebuilding of spider-man as you go through it it's like explaining why that he quips so much in a one-off line he's like if i'm not talking i'm pissing my pants so i better keep talking and it's uh it's I think, stuff like that i think you can also tell like just from the way that the story is written and presented th- how much um Brian Michael Bendis loves like eighties Spider-Man because mm, yes. it's very big. I've read a lot, you know, I've read eighties Spider-Man. I've read pretty much every Spider-Man issue that's ever come out. It has his name on it. Um, 
And a lot of the like, like the amazing, interesting parts of Spider-Man comics, like, is just him swinging through the streets and like internally monologuing to himself and thinking about his life and like what's going on and just trying to like cope with it and deal with it. That's why I love. That's why my favorite, my favorite Amazing Spider-Man run is the um, the J. Michael Straczynski arc where Spider-Man is a is a is is a high school teacher at that point, like pre um like mj divorce uh you know that good old time fucking bullshit like it's just peter like focusing so much on peter just like being himself and living his life comic books are a soap opera and that's what this is like it's just soap Mm -hmm. opera peter's having fucking high school relationship problems soap opera plus action and that's what's so good. A lot of comic books forget the soap opera aspect. It's what brings people in. Like, especially a modern Amazing Spider-Man is just, like, Peter, like, being Spider-Man and nothing else. We don't get any interesting, like, in, like introspection to his life beyond, like, him being Spider-Man. And it's lame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, a. Uh... It's not great when they lose the introspection part because the introspection is easily what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man in this comic, I would say. That that was easily what made him uh, my most mm-hmm. favorite character for it. Yeah, I want to um, put a pin in that for some of our other questions. Good, good. We'll sure. Put a pin in that. What's uh, the next one? Your least favorite? Flash? Least favorite character? Um... Flash could be it. I don't uh, like MJ in this, but it's just because she's kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say like probably Flash either. Thompson or Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a lot more MJ stuff too, so don't worry about it. Yeah, no. I, I figured it's just because, like, you know, this is this is the start of the arc. It's just like, I don't know. She's like always angry which i get like yeah you'd be angry uh-huh. with your friend like standing you up constantly now or whatever mm-hmm. but it's like i don't know it just feels annoying because uh-huh. like you can tell peter's going through some shit you know yes. Uh-huh. yes you can can i retroactively change my favorite character to J. jonah jameson <laughs> oh i love this J. jonah jameson this is easily the most the most um lifted element from this comic and Sam Raimi is the J. Jonah Jameson. It's yes. literally just Kuwait. the same fucking thing, a hundred percent. I uh, love the fact that like, Harry, like, like yo, Harry's uh, uh, something really bad happens with Harry uh, and then immediately it comes to J. Jonah Jameson he's like, ah, who gives a shit about that? We're Spider-Man! <laughs> I want Spider-Man! Yeah. Also, I really like the, the, um, the subversion of Peter being a photographer at the Daily Bugle. Like, he's yes. like, I got the photos of Spider Man. And they're like, these all fucking suck. Do you want to be a web coder? And he's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. that was so sure. funny. Yes. There's like only one good picture out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Which I think is lifted straight into Spider Man, like the Sam Raimi one, where he's just like, crap, 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 crap. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yep. that same. Crap, crap, mega crap. Crap, crap, mega crap. You took crap, this? Crap. <laughs> you took this? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's very, very good. Um, I'd say villain-wise, um, I have a soft spot for the Green Goblin in the Ultimate Universe, but I understand why people don't like it as much. 
Yeah, it's not as iconic in some well, ways. No, I, I would say. I, I I think I think the goblin design goes really hard. Especially it does that go one, hard. That, that one that like one shot of him like in, in the school. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it really works for this version of Norman Osborn particularly. It's just that Norman Osborn is such like a shitler that like yeah. I can't stand him. Like he's just he's just horrible. Uh huh. Good character, well written. It's just that he's, yeah, he's horrible. There's no redeeming qualities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you guys have a favorite moment of these first thirteen issues? Yes. I do. Go for it, Kai. Go for it. So I like the scene. Well, no, I don't really like it, but I I think it's a really good moment when he just gets like <sighs> his shit rocked and like falls from a giant building or whatever, and he's like, uh-huh. "Man, like I need to take this more seriously. Like I'm gonna die if I just keep <laughs> going in there completely unprepared." And that's why I think why I said like, "Hey, I was gonna put a pin in that because uh-huh. you can really see his introspection and then also like." understand his inexperience in a way that i don't think a lot of the other movies or like spider-man media that i've seen has really captured like they don't really show you like his beginnings where he's like not very good you Uh know yeah i feel like spider-man especially i think all comic book superheroes like movies are just not what they should be put in Mm -hmm. but like especially spider-man spider-man would look great as like like if it was structured like the flash tv show where there's like 26 episodes in a season yeah you get to see like a gradual yeah progression of his skills and being able Mm -hmm. to be like a superhero yeah yeah that makes sense because in this it really shows like yeah he does not know what he's doing yet and he could end up seriously injured or dead if he like Uh doesn't get his shit together soon yeah and i liked that i liked the element of danger I want to give my favorite scene to the um, the scene where uh, with all the fat jokes. That was brutal. I love that scene. <laughs> that, was that scene is so fucking funny. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man Two video game actually steals that scene like bar for bar. Oh, that's funny. That's awesome. Oh, that game sucks, but that's a good moment in it because it's taking something from so, so taking it from something that's good. What about you, Serge? What's your favorite? Mo- what's your favorite moment? Um, that's up there. Uh, this is one that made me laugh unintentionally. But the fact that the the, the robber that kills Uncle Ben robbed a Popeyes afterwards was unintentionally really funny to me. I don't know why. Oh my god, Uncle Ben died. That's a spoiler. I'm kidding. It's not I'm a fucking spoiler. Yes, but 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 like you know, it's it's like Uncle Ben just died. The cops like, Psh, yeah, uh, there was a guy. I think it was the same guy. He just recently tried to knock off a Popeyes. We got him, uh, uh, like in, like in a warehouse. Niner, niner, get back with with dispatch. Over. Mm-hmm. Of, um, real world like product placement type things in media just always make me laugh. So like mm-hmm. Popeyes, yeah. Yeah. See if I can find it. I, I think my favorite moment was the uh, series of successes Peter experiences after getting his powers. I think mm-hmm. that is a really well performed series in this that shows you why he loves the powers so immediately. It just fixes every single problem he has. He's instantly uh-huh. loved at school. He's loved by everybody. He can even make May, except for MJ, except for MJ, of course. Yes, but he can even make um uncle ben and aunt may happy by getting them money cash and just lying about where it came from like he can do Mm -hmm. all of these things suddenly that just fix everything 
it doesn't have to worry about it. But also, nothing lasts forever. Can I bring something up? What? In Spider-Man the movie, 2002, Peter fucking kills the guy who killed Uncle Ben. Can we talk about this? He throws him out a fucking window and kills him. Oh, yeah, no, he is dead. Yeah, he like in this, like he ties the guy up with a rope and like yes. gives him off to the cops. But in the movie, like he's he's dead. That's the like only movie adaptation we really have of that scene specifically. And he's dead. And he yeah, just that's, died. That's wild. Well, I think it. Uh, I, I think didn't it even think about that. It's been that it's been a while. Yeah. No, also, I, I want to give a shout out uh, to you know piggybacking off of what Matt just said with his powers. Um, I do one thing I really like about Ultimate MJ is that she's very much kind of like in a in a similar way, but a more immature way than the mainline comics of like the golden era of Spider Man, where MJ is definitely like Peter's moral like ground. Like you know, Peter's using his powers to make his life better instead of other people's life better. Well, she doesn't know that directly. She still doesn't approve of what he's doing you know yeah she knows something's up that's changing him for the worse and she doesn't Mm -hmm. but even even still like when uncle ben dies she's there for him and that's Mm -hmm. awesome like mj is kind of like retroactively in the mainline universe given the like girl next door from childhood that has never been mentioned before like role but in this book they definitely do a way better job at establishing like yeah no like she is she is the girl next door for peter like a hundred percent yeah she is the she is his humanity in a very real way she brings him back from the brink Mm -hmm. so often which is my favorite way to do the the mj peter relationship which is why i hate spider-man comics yeah, because they keep screwing it up. Um, yeah, next question. Yeah, do you have a least favorite moment? Oh, I would like to go first because I wrote a paper. I, 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 uh-huh. I, have, I have a paper list. Okay, he so my notes. least favorite moment of this, list. of this whole comic uh, is a very is very nitpicky moment when Spider-Man first makes his uh, his web fluid, and you know what yes! an absolute genius of a 15-year-old decides to say? There are no practical applications for this technology. Well, Mr. Peter Parker, mm. I'm about to prove you wrong. Mm. All right, so if you aren't familiar with the website PubMed, which is a which is a website that you can go to uh, to find papers that were submitted to the National Institute of Health. In just this year, 2023, 63 papers were written on spider silk. And spider silk has plenty of scientific uh, applications to the point where we are making recombinant organisms. That's right. Spider-Man is a recombinant organism who can shoot webs if you're doing the Raimi movies. We're, we're, We're trying to put it into goats. We're trying to put it into cows, bacteria, whatever. And I have a list of 10 applications in no particular order. I didn't include weapons because Spider-Man would not want his webs being used to make guns and whatnot. So here are 10 of them. Bandages. You can use them Mm -hmm. uh, to make uh, bandages. Spider-Man even does this in in the Spider-Man 2 game to stop uh, the flame from bleeding out. Yes. 
uh, skin grafts. Uh, you can use them uh, to make uh, better skin grafts for burn patients. Uh, fiber optics, such as telescopes, mm. microscopes, um, laser ignition, uh, better drug delivery systems to get drugs into the patient with less toxicity. To the Bro, organ. never tell a scientist to read a Spider-Man comic. What the fuck is going on? Uh, biosensors for detecting uh, levels of certain chemicals in the bodies. Uh, piezoelectricity. If you vibrate spider silk, it will make electricity for you. And par better parachutes. So, Mr. Parker, uh, what are you doing? Like, 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 all right, fine. You don't want to sell it. All right. There's, pl there's plenty of good reasons that you don't want to sell it. But I, I bet you, I bet you that in the future, Spider-Man is going to be sitting on the couch and he turns on the TV and someone is be like, Hey, we got a piece of Spider-Man's webs. And now we're making, uh, like millions and millions of dollars off of this technology, making bandages and stuff. And Peter's going to be like, fuck, why didn't I do that? No, I can, I can agree with that. Um, I know Jacob's going to fucking shenane us once we're done, but I think of all the changes to the Sam Raimi thing about Spider-Man, making them just organic webs that he I just hate makes, organic webbing. I hate it. It is the only way to solve this plot hole, and I think it is a very significant plot hole that needs. See, uh, uh, see, see. My 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 problem is 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 not the fact that he just like didn't immediately sell them because he could have plenty of his own like reasons of why he doesn't want to want, want to sell them, but the fact that he said there are no practical applications just set me off. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very lazy way to sidestep it. That's the only major flaw I have with the comic. Um, because this is like a quintessential problem with Peter Parker being a genius high schooler. He is smart enough to know how to use this for other things. Like, he's clever enough to do that. He's so clever, he uses it in similar ways as Spider-Man. But he just never he just bothers doesn't sharing think of that. that. He never yeah, but Matt, what that. you don't take into consideration is that Peter Parker is a selfish asshole. Well, that kind of isn't true, though, after he <laughs> gets told the great power, great responsibility talk. Like, he could easily, even if he doesn't benefit from it, he can just donate the recipe to society somewhere and uh, make sure it gets to the right people. Um, that wouldn't be impossible. Yeah, fu you know. fu fu funnily enough, I just watched uh, one of those Wired interviews with the geneticist and the topic of Spider-Man came up and he was like, bro, I wish. Mm -hmm. it's it's not like a really actually big problem but i it niggles at the back of my head all the time whenever that i read something about uh spider-man's web shooters like why why can't you just give the police that peter parker it would solve so many problems peter parker hates the cops peter parker hates the police yeah, yeah but even I, I like i just listed 10 things like 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 there are yeah, like even if you things. didn't yeah even yeah. if you didn't use them for like uh like instead of like uh uh, like, you know, g giving it for, like, bindings or, like, giving it to rescue. There are so many things you could use it for. Because, like, we're not I even saw... talking about, like, giving, like, like here's the patent for the web shooter. No, just the technology to mass-produce spider cell. Yeah, we'll let Jacob go. Also, I will say this was written 23 years ago before the, the, the era of accessible, accessible research on the internet like that. So I think it's fair that he wouldn't be th just be like, oh, yeah i mean even if it's not like th over the internet he clearly knows people he could be giving it to i'm sure he, he also find uh just too. just so you know pubmed as a website has existed since january 1996 so you yeah, could it's definitely been around go a long time you, you 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 could google spider silk and read papers on it back in the also, day i would like to reiterate that spider-man is a selfish asshole
And he's apparently even, never heard of Google. Even, even post great power and great responsibility, a very important part of, of Spider-Man's characterization is that he's kind of a selfish asshole. I mean, a little bit, but we're talking about, you know, something that's actually pretty big. It's, I won't, I won't labor it. Because, but like, by that logic, why doesn't Batman just synthesize the cure for cancer and give it to everybody? I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, does he have a cure for cancer that he's not given to people? Why not? He has unlimited money. Well, he doesn't Well, even unlimited money doesn't mean you can, like, do that feasibly. Yeah. Why doesn't, by that logic, why not say, oh, he'll just buy the rest of the world? Like, why doesn't he just, why, okay, then why doesn't he mass distribute the, uh, the, the cure for Joker toxin? Why does he have to synthesize it for people individually? Well, every I mean, time? I, I I think it's a general like it's a general issue and just like superhero comics in general. There was even a uh, there was an it, there, there was a, there was a storyline in Justice League that I was reading uh, where a where a, a, a guy w- was pissed at the Justice League because they were basically hoarding the teleporter technology that they used in uh, the the Watchtower. Um, and mm-hmm. it could have saved his wife, but of course, no, they just use it for their own their own gain, according to him at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's just a level of suspension of disbelief that should always be brought into superhero comics because, like, it's a soap opera, and it would be less interesting to see Peter Parker put his time and effort into figuring out a proper way to use spider silk for medicinal purposes when he could be Spider Man instead. True, well, but I'd, 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 I'd have less also... of a problem if he just acknowledged it and then said a reason why he just doesn't want yeah, to sell he's it. He's just like, like that is... I don't want to be bothered with it, but he doesn't it, say it, he, it, he can't be bothered. It, it's sort of my my reasons. problem with the 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 Hitler uh, demigod thing in uh, Percy Jackson. <laughs> I would stop bringing <laughs> it up if he stopped back. mentioning it in every book. Like that's a crazy stop. I I will say though, there's a better way to hand wave it, and you could literally just say. Eh, I'm 15. I'll figure this out when I'm an adult. You know? Yes. Like, he could at least say, like, let me graduate high school and, like, go to college first. Yeah, like, and yeah, then I'll start worrying about selling my web design oh, stuff. Oh, actually, the, actually, uh, in, in the, this book tends to have a theme about people inventing things and evil businessmen stealing their stuff from them. That That's too. True. There we go. That too. Yeah, but, you know, he doesn't actually say that. No, he just he says, there's no usages for this. No use beyond being an extremely useful tool for me. Anyways, uh, let's go to the next Marvel one. hit me up. Unless, oh, wait, no, we, we haven't gotten over Sergio, do you have any other least favorite moment? Um, I would say Uncle Ben dying, but, like, it's it's this... so well-written. It's, it's, such, it's such a good rendition of it. I love it. Uh-huh. I don't think I have any least favorite moments other than just like, you know, just like my least favorite moment is that scene in the high school where Peter's walking down the hallway and yelling about flash. And he says the R word. I've forgotten about, uh, I don't remember that. It was written in 2000. So I'm fine with it, but I just think it's really funny. Mm -hmm. What about you, Kyle? What's your least favorite moment? You have one. I don't really think I have one. I never had any strong. Yeah, because we don't nit. We don't nitpick like you two bozos. We're we're enjoying. We're here for the ride. We're here to enjoy it. We're here to smoke grass, eat ass, and skate fast. There, this is like a me problem personally. Like I know this is literally a me problem, but there Mm -hmm. were some times. This is nothing to do with the story. 
but there were times when I would like get to a panel where it was meant to be across the entire page, but then I would read it as in like it was only on one of the pages and I would get confused because I'd uh-huh. be like, what am I missing here? And then I like stared at it for a couple seconds and then it was like, the art, it goes the art of the whole spread. The art of the two page spread is defeating you. It is, but I know that's a me problem, like specifically. But it was like, I don't know, maybe it's because of the way my book is or something like that. I don't know. It just wasn't totally clear to me all of the time when that was happening. Hmm. Because I also had the reverse happen where I thought something was supposed to be a two page spread and then it wasn't. And I also Uh got confused and was like, what is going on here? This is horrible. It would probably be easier if I was reading it like per issue and I could flatten it out more. But since it's like a ginormous omnibus omnibus it's harder to do that i love having the physical book here for the book club i feel like my fucking eye has been awoken listen to this oh yeah no it's massive it's massive it's a chonker of a book it's so heavy um so yeah Mm -hmm. uh next question important themes um i don't think we have to answer this one yeah i don't either i have one i can add sure no good deed goes unpunished for poor Spider-Man. That's a real big thing. That's fair. The rest of Ultimate Spider-Man. That's oh, fair. I I have one. I have one as well. One. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, the, the, there, there's a, there's a recurring theme that I think is also prevalent in the rest of the Ultimate Universe, but it really rings true in this. Um, Racism is bad. Well, 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 generally, yes. Um, <laughs> but, Go um, on. Uh, uh, I don't know if this is, but like trying to to tinker with the human condition, uh, will always backfire on you. Yeah. And it's kind of an amazing mm. that that Peter turned out well, um, because so uh-huh. many people in this, you know, they try to, you know, they're trying to recreate that original super soldier serum and a bunch of other cases where they're trying to improve like the human condition that we get things like doc ock uh-huh. and the lizard and norman osborn and obviously like the hulk and the greater ultimate universe uh-huh yeah flying too close to the sun i th- I, th- I think would yeah. be a good like, like, like the like, like the icarus yeah issue that's fair um Another one that's very great for the greater ultimate universe as a whole is um, um, this is going to be brought up a lot when we talk about this in the future. So I'm going to put it on the table now just for future episodes. So we don't have to keep talking about it. Mutant phobia as an allegory for racism is incredibly prevalent in these books. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. But also, it's like racism, but also homophobia, but also it's used as an allegory for like post 9-11 Islamophobia. It's the phobias. Um, it's the phobias. Yeah. Don't hate people because they're different is a very important plot point in um, in the ultimate universe, um, which is brought into like, you know, like the X-Men movies and stuff, obviously, which is cool. Oh my god! Yep. Sorry, my friend just texted me that he ate a 500 milligram edible and then threw up and forgot what he looked like. That's Damn, me too. 
That's, that's a crazy. Great, that's a that's so that's so much. That's insane. Yeah. Any other um, any other th- <laughs> any other themes? Business is corrupt. Yeah. Don't be a billionaire. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think I have anything else. I'll uh, I'll probably have something to say about the um the themes of the mutants that we talked about just a second ago, but haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have more themes once we finish this omnibus. Mm-hmm. Too. For next month. Ooh. Ooh. Well, Sergio's already done, but I mean, I guess I'm technically also already done. And so was Matt. I'm the only one who's not technically. Yeah, fuck done. you. Fuck you. Fuck I was you. gonna read it all and then I was like, no, I don't want to cheat for the episode. You know who you know who else was invited to read the whole omnibus with us? Oh, Our yeah. fifth host. Sean yep. Saxon. <laughs> Sean Saxon, yeah. <laughs> yeah, also Sean. Host. Yeah, also Sean, but Sean was busy this weekend because of, you know, the holiday. This is being recorded right after Thanksgiving. For yeah, context. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, bummer. Bummer. Okay, next question. That's uh, the We just hit the sulfur vision. Matt? I don't have that. Someone just hit the sulfur vision button. Sorry, I was I was trying to type in a verification code and I didn't realize the numpad was connected to the sound. (laughs) On what? What the fuck are you doing that you need to type in a verification code right now during the recording? I'm donating to a friend's GoFundMe so they can go on a birthday trip, okay? Fuck your friend's GoFundMe. Very based. Your (laughs) In the words of Fallout New Vegas, your friend's a little bitch and you are too. Damn. So yeah, would you recommend this? Yes. If you like Spider-Man, go for it. If you want pictures of Spider-Man, you better be reading this. There are a lot of pictures of Spider-Man in this. That's true. Yes, there are. If you like any modern Spider-Man story, like movie, whether it be MCU or anything, Into the Spider-Verse or Spider-Man Raimi Trilogy or Garfield Trilogy or Holland Trilogy, like, read this. It's really good. Read it and have Mm -hmm. a great time. I I will put a disclaimer that if you're hoping for 19 inches of Venom, the Omnibus is not 19 inches tall, so you won't get uh, the optimal amount of Venom, but you will get some inches of Venom. Yeah. He's on the back cover. Yeah, which is weird. I'll talk about that next time, I guess. Why it's, why he, the back cover is weird to me. Um, it's not yeah. on my back cover. Did you take off the sleeve? Oh no! Take off the sleeve. Oh hey, it's Venom. I don't hey, like the sleeve. Please. It bothers me, so I took it off. I like the sleeve. I hate books like hardcover book sleeves. They always bother me. I I, I like the sleeve, it's but usually what I do much. is I take the sleeve off. Like I like I like 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 if I'm going to read it, I take the sleeve off, read the book, and then put it back on. Dude, my off. favorite kind of sleeve is a library book sleeve because it's coated with that plastic. I love mm-hmm. it. I love shaking around that plastic and making the crinkly noises. It's the uh-huh. best. This kind of noise. Yes, it's great. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah. But yeah, um, this is everything for the spoiler-free section. Do we have any spoilers? I don't know. I mean, we we haven't talked about anything that actually really happened in the book. Yeah. That's fair. 
Yeah, I like that. Um, next book club. Sergio, first of all, I need to call out Post Sergio right now, who forgot that we had a spreadsheet for the book club. Well, no, I, I, I knew we had a spreadsheet for the book club. I just didn't have access to it. I didn't have the link. Or at least I didn't know where the but link you was. What do you mean you didn't have the link? Have the link. I know! There. This is I didn't I know thought. it was pinned. That's why I asked, <laughs> hey, could you give me the link? Is that such a bad thing? You could just tell yes. me that it was pinned. This is horrible. This is literally the worst thing you've ever done, and I do not forgive you. No, I don't either. Um. So yeah, next time we're reading uh, House of Leaves, the book uh, for the month of December. Yes. And Ultimate Spider-Man after that. We're going to finish up the Omnibus. Um. So, you know, if you want to hear more of this, you we got We should that. finish up the bus first before we do House of Leaves, because House of Leaves is long. And yeah, I mean, however we end up, uh, you know, however it ends up happening, it will record accordingly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh, I can't wait for I can't wait to talk about pedophile Eddie Brock in the next episode. Uh oh. I'm so excited. Uh-oh. All right, end it. Hello and welcome to So You Think You Can Fanon. Please check the link tree in the description and see all of our beautiful, lovely, salacious links to listen to more. Thank you. So yeah, how about that uh, Green Goblin and my white fellas? Yeah, he's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he as I was gonna, terrorizes I, a school. Yeah, I, uh, I was, I was gonna point out. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mentioned it last time, but the fact that like you know Harry's mom dies in the in the blaze, and then he's just like, oh, who cares about about some rich fat cat's house burning down? I want pictures of Spider Man. I thought that was really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, but. I just like was taken aback by just how horrible of a person Norman is. Like how he's just like, ah, shit, my experiment went wrong. Uh, time to kill Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah he's like terrible. I mean, Norman yeah. Osborn's always been a terrible person, but this is a really good like, uh, like just making him a piece of shit, like straight up out of the gate. Because like early Spider Man, like the like kind of like Jekyll and Hyde it a little bit. Um. Mm-hmm. But no, this Norman Osborn is just a like a piece of garbage. Yeah, and he sucks. I, I mean, the I serum also, I think is still making him worse, but yeah. Well, it's making him the best Osborn that he could be, Matt. Which is an evil oh, yeah. giant green Hulk creature. Yes, who Wait. is not even really a proper villain at the very least at the start. What do you mean? I well, my point being, he's sort of like the tutorial boss, you know. Like he, he terrorizes an entire school. That's pretty bad. Yeah, but he's well, yeah, like he's like bad, he, but I mean he, like he, he, he truly is the the starting boss. Once you read through the the book, you'll understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, to me, Fisk is the first actual villain of this storyline. Like the Goblin clearly is a threat and he's an antagonistic force, but Fisk is a villain to me. He's he's a Spider-Man villain, which is ironic because he's actually not. In, he's <laughs> a wrong, villain. wrong, wrong kind of King sort Pim, of. Kingpin came from Spider-Man comics. He's a Spider-Man villain. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I 
but but like I get what you mean because like like obviously like Norman like has some mo- motivations like 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 when like he's like a human, but as soon as he goes goblin, he's just like chill. Mm-hmm. He's a bird. I don't know. Maybe we'll see him again later. Who knows? No, we never see him again for well, the rest of the book. Nope. Never well, again. well, well. As I've learned, as I learned, as as a Star Wars fan, I know that if you see somebody fall, they didn't die. Yeah. True. Also, no, I think also... a special shout out to issue nine of Ultimate Spider-Man mm-hmm. because it has the fucking enforcers in it. Oh, is that who those were? Those are the enforcers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I barely remember any. It's such like them. a '70s Spider-Man villain that never shows up, like villain group that never shows up in anything. Yeah, I barely. I've never seen him before that. in my life. <laughs> yeah that's exactly they're just like (laughs) an obscure like rogues gallery of spider-man that doesn't really show up anymore yeah the the mr big guy yeah ox and the guy with the indiana jones whip and yeah they also literally get murked like right away in this line i mean not all of them murked but yeah Mm -hmm. they don't they they don't last very long which is why i think fisk is the first proper villain you get a whole storyline dedicated just to him Mm -hmm. and holy shit he is a violent, evil monster, Fisk. Like he ah, is. I love how big they, they they drew him. He's so big. He's like a mountain. Yeah, you can really <laughs> tell that they pulled that from a from a what's it called? Like into the Spider Verse pulled that like, mm-hmm. like giant ass hulking abomination kingpin. I also love that Shocker is just a glup shadow in this. Well, Shocker's a glup shit on everything. Yeah, but like he's like 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 one, his costume fucking sucks. But he just like shows up. He's not even named. He just gets his yeah, ass beat. He's meat. literally just a a, a blink and you miss him cameo. And oh, Electro oh, is also kind of a glup shit I, I guess we. I guess I could also kind of mention this because of the spoiler section. But he shows up again in another glup shit moment later in the omnibus, and again gets his ass beat. <laughs> yeah, he is the glup shit I also love Peter the... punching him and going, who are you supposed to be, the vibrator? <laughs> that was so <laughs> funny. I love his quips in this entire he's thing. So he's so funny good. in this, which compared to like Spider-Man 2, where he's just like cringe, he's really funny in this. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2, the video game. Now Spider-Man 2, the movie. He's kind of funny yeah. in Spider-Man 2, the movie. It's funny how many Spider-Man 2, the video games there are now. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Pretty yeah, there's Spider-Man yeah. 2 Enter Electro, Spider-Man 2 the movie game, and Spider-Man Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Well, there's a lot of Spider-Man 2 movies as if, well. If you want to count the amazing Spider-Man 2 as well. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh I, I will go on record and say that I think that at least at the very beginning, Goblin is not really the first villain. He's the first antagonistic force, but mm-hmm. like no, nah, I think Fisk is the the first like proper villain arc. I also like the fact that Peter takes into to, to uh into um uh, uh Peter addresses the fact that like you know he can't like like turn into Spider Man like in the school because like people yes. will, will think yes he has a little moment where he's like wait I I they would immediately figure this out they're not that dumb yeah, yeah. what are your thoughts on Kong we didn't even talk oh. about Kong. 
I was gonna say Kong is like a he's like a, a nice character. He's like a, a medium level character. I think See, I, 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 I find I find it funny they kind of give on. they kind of give Kong a lot of development and like arc, and then Flash is just terrible. Flash is just continuously terrible through this whole. Yeah, thing. Flash just does not get redeemed, mm-hmm. and it's really even the end the bowl cut, man. Oh, the bowl cut. Yep. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I really like Kong. Um, you can tell how popular Kong was because if you've ever seen Spectacular Spider-Man, look who shows up. He is, yep, he is there. And Kong is kind of Brian Michael Bendis's like self-insert to the story, which is really funny. Really, that's interesting. Yeah. I uh, I I I was like I was like, man, if if the if the Ultimate Universe didn't get like shit canned um after a couple of years, maybe Flash could have became Agent Venom. But I'm I'm sure if you told Bendis to write Agent Venom, he would like turn in on himself. You say a couple of years, like the Ultimate Universe didn't last fifteen years. I I I have a very warped idea of when the Ultimate Universe started. I I thought it. I did not know it predated the Raimi movies. It I ended it in two thousand and fifteen. Wow. Yeah, I had a fifteen year yep. run. I'm pretty sure Agent Venom was a thing while it was going on, so it, it's possible it could have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else? What else is there to talk about? The kingpin. Matt talked about the kingpin. He's very threatening. But like, mm-hmm. elaborating on it a little bit, the scene where Peter just like just Starts insults the kingpin. Um, and the kingpin is just like just loses his fucking mind and goes off on him. So I also funny. really like Ben Yurick in this. Yeah, I also really like that the Kingpin doesn't know who Carson Daly is. That's really funny to me. Also, the fact that the Kingpin has Peter's, like, identity in his hands, and he's like, I don't fucking know who this he's is. He's like, dude, it's just like a kid. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It is. I agree. There's a lot of awesome stuff in this. It's mm-hmm. like Jacob said, probably certainly of the Spider-Man comics. I think it's probably the best Spider-Man comic. It's super. Mm-hmm. Solid. Oh, thank God. Peter tells Mary Jane his identity. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, pretty yeah, early that's, too. That's a big one. Yeah. Which I think is a really good call because there's a lot less like melodrama. But yes. like, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that he acknowledges that it's a problem. We kind of have Aunt May as like the the stand-in for like doesn't know his identity and causes drama. We don't really need that with two characters. No. Yeah. Especially since Aunt May being worried about him is really really understandable, considering he is the last family she has left, basically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's very forgivable for her to be like melodramatic about anything. Uh huh. Whereas a younger woman like Mary Jane being like constantly worried and angry about it, I think is received far more agitatedly by audience members just because, you know, it it is she is less sympathizable by default than Aunt May is. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting that she instantly says like, we need to tell any everyone immediately because then you'll be the coolest person in school. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very That's 15 a, year old girl. Yeah, very very young woman-esque thing to say like oh my god peter you will be like the fucking coolest dude on the planet Mm -hmm. 
Which, you know, also, wh well. when do we learn Liz Allen's beef with Spider-Man? Like, Did why you not yet? Unless I missed it. Um, Is she the second omnibus? It might be. Do you care if I spoil it? Because it's really not a big deal. Spoil I, it. I keep yeah, trying just, to Liz Allen's just really racist towards mutants. Oh, okay. Oh. That's it. Oh, that's right. She, so she knows like Spider-Man. Well, she just assumes that he's a mutant, and she's racist towards mutants. Yeah, cause that's I, I, it. Because I couldn't remember it being brought up in the first omnibus, so I was just like, "Huh, uh, okay." I think her uncle was also a mutant, and that caused like problems in her family, and that's part of it. Mm, but she's just racist okay. towards mutants. I thought he was. I thought that she was the like girl that he rejected at like the party or whatever. So I thought she was just mad because mm -hmm. she got rejected. But then I was like, no. maybe she's not the same girl. No, she just has family trauma. Hmm. Well, that's not uh, very nice. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of the a lot of the, the Ultimate books, mostly Ultimate Spider-Man, because it's the only one that has like um, the balls to like write things respectfully um is uh like just the public perception of mutants being very very negative um because they're blamed for terroristic attacks made by the brotherhood of evil mutants and the whole mutant race themselves are blamed for it which is uh an allegory if you can't tell Mm -hmm. Um, which you know, Brian Michael Bendis is a, is a, is a is a is a super lib. Um, which you know, as a super lib, I'm not a liberal. I can't say that. As a leftist, <laughs> uh, I get it. Um, whether or not I'm I'm not here to discuss whether or not you think it's done well. I don't want to talk about that shit. I don't want to argue with people I mean, about I, it. It's I, annoying. I, I mean, I but I think I've, it's handled pretty well. I mean, I would say it's also handled pretty well. I, I was a bit taken aback by the, I, I guess, like, as I should be, by the mutant racism. But I'm an X-Men fan, so I just kind of, like, expect it. Uh -huh. But, like, just how hard where it's, like, uh, maybe it's not, not this issue, but, like, uh, I, I think Kong has a little bit about, like racism and mutants like i think he even go like somebody mm -hmm. says to the effect of like one of them or something like that yeah yeah no that happens a lot it's like what do you mean one of them uh-huh what do you mean you people um mm -hmm. yeah but yeah it's it's you know it's topical for the era that it was written in so it makes sense that also reminds me of one of my favorite um, moments. It was from, uh, I think it was from the all, all, all new, all different uh, X-Men run. Um, like there's an X-Men, like there, or there's a mutant running from like a mob and they, they go to like, like they see somebody with like blue skin, and like rocks covering them. And they're like, oh, thank God, another mutant. And then the guy pushes them to the ground and goes, get your hands off me, you filthy beauty. I'm an inhuman. <laughs> the inhumans. What a what a what a what a kooky cast of characters that don't fucking show up in the Ultimate Universe. Because who gives a fuck about the Inhumans? There are no Ultimate Inhumans. I don't think so. If there are, I genuinely don't remember. Um, let's see. Like Ultimate Black Bolt or something. Ultimate Inhumans. Um, there apparently are Inhumans in the Ultimate Universe, but 
in the Fantastic Four annuals, but they don't um, matter and they live on the moon. They've always lived on the moon. Yeah, but they don't matter and they live on the moon. <laughs> Man, who cares about the fucking Inhumans anyways? Blackagar Boltagon can suck me dry. I think Blackagar Boltagon is cool. That's I can't. I, I can't because his name is Blackagar Boltagon, and that's stupid as fuck. No, it Just goes to be hard. Contrarian, I'm gonna say that's the best name any comic book character has ever had. It's like if they named him Spiderificus Mannington. <laughs> they should have. Spiderivius Mannington. Yeah, I'm Blackagar Boltagon, but you can call me my superhero name, Black Bolt. Yes. I mean, technically, all of the Inhuman family is named like that. Like, I think Medusa is yeah, something like Medusa or something. It's dumb. <laughs> that sounds like something that that sounds like a like twenty years post Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball retcon. Yeah, uh, Medusa's real name is Medusalith Amequilan Boltagon or Medusa for short. That's so dumb. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley's a genius, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to get further into Ultimate. I'm excited to see me how too. you guys react to things. Like I'm excited said, to read it. The Venom arc is interesting. Is it in this book? Yes, Since Venom's on the back cover? Okay, yes. good. good. The whole Venom arc is, like, it ends on the end of the Venom arc. Okay, I was so worried that, like, I was going to have to read, like, 100 issues to get to the Venom arc. <laughs> uh-huh. I hope you don't expect too much out of it, I will say. I'm expecting um, everything out of it. Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley, ironically Mark Bagley, don't really like Venom very much. Um, That's fair. So they're just like, they, they, they don't focus a lot on the black suit arc, to say the least. Bro, my work just tried to call me. <laughs> Bro, that's nope. crazy. All right, well, no- I don't got anything else to chat about. Uh, no. I don't know if you guys do. No, I think we about covered it. No, I think it's about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you read Ultimate Spider-Man for the first time, uh, let us know if you enjoyed it. If you've read it before, let us know if you enjoy Please, please, please talk to us in, in any shape or yes, form. Yes, please talk to us. Yes, please. we love communication. We've never had anyone talk to us. Mm-hmm. You can even Except be negative. Bro, if you if you reply to one of our episodes and we're like, bro, this was the worst thing I've ever listened to, I, I would I would. If I would you're be listening glad. to this episode, comment in our next tweet, um, Jake should kill himself. <laughs> Don't say that. With a with a gun. A say Jake gun. should live happily forever. With with his handgun. And then with post the picture of, of uh of Robin from one piece screaming that she wants to live but cross out live and replace it with die no um, and then smoke a hundred blunts no no all right episode is over now do we love them i love them i love them hey you know what they say with great power comes great responsibility and i think we should be responsible with who we love that's true